Good morning, and thanks for joining me again this morning. Well, today we're back in the Psalms, and we've come to Psalm 106. And when we looked at Psalm 105, I shared with you that these Psalms are placed together for a reason. They are a pair of Psalms which speak of God's faithfulness and Israel's unfaithfulness. Psalm 105 speaks of God's faithfulness to Israel from the time of his promise to Abraham to Israel's entering the promised land. Whereas Psalm 106 speaks of Israel's unfaithfulness to God during that same time frame. I'm just going to read the opening and the closing of Psalm 106 this morning. The long middle section reviews Israel's unfaithfulness. You can read that for yourself and I'll make brief references to it this morning. Well, let's read verses one to five and then verses 47 to 48. Praise the Lord. Oh, give thanks to the Lord for he is good for his steadfast love endures forever. Who can utter the mighty deeds of the Lord or declare all his praise? Blessed are they who observe justice, who do righteousness at all times. Remember me, O Lord, when you show favor to your people. Help me when you save them, that I may look upon the prosperity of your chosen ones, that I may rejoice in the gladness of your nation, that I may glory with your inheritance. And then verses 47 to 48. Save us, O Lord our God, and gather us from among the nations that we may give thanks to your holy name and glory in your praise. Blessed be the Lord, the God of Israel, from everlasting to everlasting. And let all the people say amen. Praise the Lord. Well, one possible outline of this psalm is to see verses 1 to 3 as a call to worship, and then verses 4 to 5 are a personal call for salvation, and then verses 6 to 46 is a remembering of Israel's sin. And then finally, verses 47 to 48 are the people's call for salvation and praise to the Lord. The opening call to worship verses one to three brings us back to the subject of Psalm 105, namely God's faithfulness. Verse one, praise the Lord, O give thanks to the Lord for he is good, for his steadfast love endures forever. God is good. And folks, it's really more than that. God's not simply good, but God is goodness itself. The same is true of all the attributes of God. God's not just powerful. He is omnipotent, all-powerful, power itself. God doesn't simply have knowledge. God is knowledge. He's omniscient. God has all knowledge. God's so amazing. He's so far beyond us that as the psalmist's question in verse 2 indicates, no one can utter all of his mighty deeds or declare all his praises. But we would do well to praise him every day and moment by moment. And in fact, the opening of Psalm 106 would make a very good call to worship for all of us to begin our day in praise of the Lord. Then as I said, verses four to five are a personal cry or call for salvation. The psalmist cries, remember me, help me. And that's our prayer as well, is it not? We desire for the Lord to have mercy on us and remember us and help us and grant us grace in Jesus. You know, in Matthew 10, verse 47, the blind beggar Bartimaeus cried out, Jesus, son of God, have mercy on me. 
In Jesus' parable about the Pharisee and the tax collector in Luke 18, the tax collector beat his chest and he cried out, God be merciful to me, a sinner. So as early as the fifth century, these two prayers were combined into what is known as the Jesus prayer. Lord Jesus Christ, Son of God, have mercy on me, a sinner. We would do well to pray this prayer, to, to make this our cry every day. Now, I did not read verses 6 to 46 of Psalm 106, but the Israelites' condition is also our condition, and that condition is summarized in verse 6. Both we and our fathers have sinned. We have committed iniquity. We have done wickedness. Perhaps you're more familiar with the way Paul said it in Romans 3.23, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. All of us have sinned. All of us are broken. We are not perfect and holy and completely righteous. Therefore, we cannot stand before God who is perfectly and completely holy and righteous. Our only hope is to trust in the mercy of God in Jesus Christ. The prayer that all of Israel needed is the prayer that we needed. It's recorded in verse 47, save us, O Lord, our God. Or we can make the Jesus prayer corporate or plural. Lord Jesus Christ, Son of God, have mercy on us sinners. Well, if you've never trusted in the mercy of God, I urge you today to pray, Lord Jesus Christ, Son of God, have mercy on me, a sinner. I trust in your death on the cross as payment for my sin, and I commit my life unto you. If you've already committed your life to Christ, you are saved. But I still believe it would be important for you to pray this prayer day after day, Lord Jesus Christ, Son of God, have mercy on me, a sinner. You know, since discovering the Jesus prayer, I've prayed it many days and often multiple times a day, for it's a beautiful reminder of how much I need the grace of Christ. So would you join with me now as I conclude with this simple prayer? Pray along with me. Lord Jesus Christ, Son of God, have mercy on me, a sinner. Amen. We'll give thanks to the Lord for he is good. His steadfast love endures forever. He indeed has mercy on repentant sinners. God bless you all. Have a great week. Goodbye.